Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our new show, Unpacked, with Juliet Ross. Join Juliet and a new special guest each week as they unpack past messages and dive deeper into each topic. It's live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on our YouTube channel and Facebook page. Find out more and catch up on past episodes at embassycity.com forward slash unpacked. Now let's join Pastor Tim. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. We have been in a series all month uh, called what? Oh, come on. Have y'all been here for the series? Q&A, right? Question and answers, right? So this is part five of Q&A. And uh, if you're taking notes, the title of this message is When Do We Do It? When do we do it? We talked about who are we, where are we, what do we do, how do we do. This is when do we do what it is that we do. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 1 says this. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. I love that part. Indeed, the right time is, say it with me, it's now, today. When should I love? Today. When should I forgive? Now. When should should I obey? Right now. (laughs) When should I turn from my temptation? Right now. When, when, when should I when should I be kind? Right now. When should I read my Bible? Now. Right now. The time of salvation is now. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, give us the revelation of now. Amen. Is there anybody beside me? Show of hands, quick poll. You just like stuff now. Anybody beside me? You ever, you ever put popcorn in the microwave for two and a half minutes and looked at it and was like, hurry up. It's only two and a half minutes and you're You're still like, let's do it now. Anybody have friends? Maybe this might not be you, but but does anybody have any friends? They throw caution to the wind. They don't care about plans at all. Hey, uh, I was thinking about going to the mall. Okay, and and when would you like to go? Now. Like, hey, I was thinking about watching a movie today. Great, what what movie do you want to see? It doesn't matter, action, romance. Okay, when? Now. Anybody? Now. Any, anybody ever gone through a drive-thru 
there's no cars in front of you. I'm not talking about the Chick-fil-A line. No, we, 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 we have grace for Chick-fil-A. Talking about like a, 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 a less holy store. <laughs> and, you, and, you've, and you've gotten in line and there's no one in front of you. They should be happy you showed up. <laughs> and you've rolled down your window to place your order. Nothing. There's that awkward silence. And then you, the customer, has to do their job for them. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Excuse me? Y'all? Hello? Oh, yes. Welcome to Sonic. <laughs> May I take you? All the Sonic people just, oh, God, no, you didn't just, <laughs> you didn't just come for my corn dogs, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. We want stuff now. And if you're wired that way, I, I just want you to know uh, uh, that, that, that you're wired like your dad who made you. Because there's some things that he would like from us now. Not something for us to consider later, but something for us to respond to and move into right now. And what we just read in Scripture points to exactly what he wants from us now, and that is salvation. Don't hold it off. Don't pontificate it. Don't go consider, consider it and weigh your options and go backpacking through Europe to have a spiritual experience. You don't need to climb to the hills of Tibet. I've given you the revelation that my son died for you on the cross, and the day of your salvation is right now. Now later. Now. So when it comes to what we have been called to do and, and how we've been called to do it, we have to answer this question. When are we supposed to do these things? The answer is now. The answer is today. The answer is not next week. The answer is not after I do whatever I want to do. The answer is right now. Uh, I purposed and planned to give my life to Jesus Christ when I turned 40 years old. That was my plan for my life. I, I was like, hey, I really think what my parents are talking about, there's something to it. I think there's something substantial to this whole faith thing. But like, I gotta have some fun first. I just can't be giving up my life and stuff. I haven't explored the world. I, I, haven't, I haven't tried out some, some of the stuff I wanted to try. So, so, so I purposed in my head when I was about 18 years old, as soon as I get out of my parents' house, I'm going to go buck wild. <laughs> everything they restricted me from, everything that they said I couldn't do, everything they wouldn't let me do, everything the Holy Spirit woke up and told them that I was doing, Anybody else have parents like that? Those parents, oh my goodness. Why? Why must you have a direct link to the Lord? I can't get away with nothing. My mother would just come in the room. Mm-hmm. 
What you doing? I'm not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they, she would hit me. It was so manipulative. Mommy, if you're watching, I don't. I just realized she was watching. I'm not saying, Mommy, you're not a manipulator. I'm just saying it felt like manipulation. But here's what my mom would hit me with. My mom would say, because I would, I would lie, right? Like default lie. Like, nope, I didn't, nope. And my mom would say, can you say, before God? Isn't that enough? Before God, right? Like, can you say before God that you didn't do this, right? Here's, here's what my mom would say. Can you say before God and all his holy angels? Why did the angels have to come? I don't understand why. The angels? What, what made them? We only know two of their names. It's Gabriel, Michael, and then the rest of the angels. Well, Satan. And then the rest of them. Beelzebub. I mean, the rest of them. But she wanted a confession right now. So I purpose and plan. When I get out this house, I'm going to go live my life. And then around 40, because I felt like around 40, you need, to, you need to do something different. I was only 18 at the time, but I thought 22 years from now, I can't be still at the club. You just look dumb if you're 37. Just... I just don't think you should be doing that. If you're 37 and you're still at the club, you have three years, OK? <laughs> or you have now. Yeah, come on. And on January 14th of 1996, when I was 20 years old, the Holy Spirit was like, now. 20 years before my date. So you about to mess up my whole life. Or you just saved it. You're about to mess up my plans, or you have a better plan. You've just taken away all of my fun, or you've just saved me from making the worst mistakes of my life. Now is the time. So I have three points to this message, three now things that I want to give you. I hope you write these down, and I hope that these things are something that you can see yourself applying to your life right now. Thank you. So if you're taking notes, write this as the header. Now is the right time to... Now is the right time to... Point number one, confess. Now is the right time for you to confess. Here's what it says in John chapter, First uh, John chapter number one. Not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the Gospels, but First John, his first written epistle. Chapter number one, verse number eight. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Can I just stop right there? That should make everybody in this room feel better. If you claim to have no sin... John said, you're lying. <laughs> you, you, are, you are only fooling yourselves and you're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, to who? To God. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claimed we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in 
our hearts. So now is the right time to do what? Confess. Confess what? Any and everything that we may be doing that's breaking the heart of God. When's the right time to do it? Right now. And who's the person to tell it to? God. Just tell him. He already knows. But it can't change until you say it. I've seen so many people. Well, you know, God knows my heart. He knows it's wicked. He knows it's full of deceit and lust and pride and egos and pettiness. He knows what's in your heart. But do you know? See, see, you can't be forgiving, forgiven of something that you don't, you're not even aware that you're doing. So he says, confess. It's, it's, it's something I know, but it's something that you have to come to an agreement on. I, I, I need some help. And I confess, Lord, I've sinned. What'd you do? I confess that I'm holding a grudge. I confess that I have unforgiveness in my heart. I confess that because of a fear of failure, I embellish the truth. That's a nice, keep going. I, I embellish the truth. Yes, uh-huh. And another, another word for embellish the truth. <laughs> I, 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 I flower my words to benefit me in situations that I feel like I might be compromised and or embarrassed. Uh Uh-huh. Go on, and what is another word for flowering? I lie. Thank you. I'm a liar. All of heaven's like, we like that person. At least they can confess the truth. If they have something in their life and now they're aware of it, here's the thing. Confession is good for your soul. Do you know there's a thing called deathbed confessions? Do do you know the the, the strongest implication of deathbed confessions is that you were not meant to live with secrets? The human heart was never meant to live with a secret. So God says, I want you to vertically come to me. When? Now. And do what? Confess. Confess, and that's where salvation comes from. The the, the very foundation of your relationship with Jesus was started when you confess that he was Lord and you're not. That he is now in control of your life and you are not. That you have now submitted to him and you have changed your mind about the way you think. You've repented about the way that you've been living your life. But there's another part to confession that that a lot of people struggle with, and and I hope that I'm equipping you and empowering you today to grow up in an area, okay? Because what I've heard a lot of people say is, uh, yeah, you know, I just talk to God about my situation. Anything I'm going through, I don't need to talk to another person. I just talk to God. If I got to confess, I just tell God, well, well, yeah. so you're just going to be vertical. You're not going to do nothing horizontally. You just, I, no, 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 no. Me and the Lord will work it out. 
And have you noticed that there's a lot of people that can confess stuff to God, but their behavior never changes? I'm going to tell you why. Because confession to God brings salvation. Confession to others brings healing. Confession to God vertically brings salvation. He's the only one that can forgive you of sins. But confession to each other brings healing. And I've seen a lot of people that confess vertically but never confess horizontally. And so they're perpetually forgiven, but they're never healed. I'll prove it. James chapter number five, verse number 16. Confess your sins to each other. Oh, no, you didn't, James. Come on, man. I'm just supposed to give it to God now. I ain't got time to be telling people stuff. I'm not going to counseling. They're flawed just like me. They make mistakes just like me. He's no better than I am. She's no better than I am. What are we talking about? We're talking about you getting healed. And you getting healed won't happen just because of what you say vertically. It happens because what you say horizontally. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Not saved. Confessing to me won't get you salvation. Confession to God will. Healing? That happens horizontally. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Earnest prayers, the fervent, effectual prayer, as King James says, uh, uh, of the righteous man availeth much. But I can't pray fervently for you or effectively for you if you have not, te- if you have not told me the real issue. I remember when I was uh, coming up in my 20s and, you know, after the service would be over, uh, the, the sermon's been preached and then they would have altar call. And so I used to work altar, altar ministry and, and, and people would come up and, <laughs> you know, when you know when a, a sermon has impacted you, when God has read your mail and you're like, uh, uh, okay, I just want him to take, <laughs> take it, Lord. Right? Then I would say, hey, uh, what would you like prayer for? And they would say, just uh, whatever the Lord shows you. (laughs) What? Just, you know, just whatever the Lord shows you. So let me get this straight. You just got convicted of something so heavily it brought you to the altar. But now you want me to ask the Lord something you know? You don't do this with your doctor. You don't walk into the doctor's office. Doctor comes in. Hey, Mr. Ross, what brought you in today? You know, just whatever the Lord shows you. Well, can you tell me where the pain is? Well, mm, I really don't be letting people in like that. Just if you pray and get close, I'll let you know. No, we go into the doctor's office 
to meet a person we've never seen before, trusting only the piece of lambskin that's on the wall. And we will let them see stuff on us that we don't even show our spouses. You will show them samples of things. Like, I don't know, sir. I just started peeing green stuff. And so here, I put some in a water bottle just to let you make sure. I didn't know if it was going to happen again. But we come to church and turn it into a guessing game? You know you struggle with porn. Just say it. Just say, yo, I, you got me. I need to... I'm complicating my life. It's, it's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my integrity. My, my prayer time is blocked. I just, will you pray for me? It's porn. It's unforgiveness. It's depression. <laughs> Whatever it is, just say it. Because when you say it horizontally, you can start to be healed. God's going to always forgive you every time. Lord, I'm sorry. 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 And let me tell you why it's so easy for you to get forgiveness and go back. Because you don't see his face. Let me tell you what will heal you real quick. Accountability. Come to the altar. Hey, yeah, I've been struggling with uh, unforgiveness. Next week. Sup, bro? Forgive me yet? Oh my gosh. I know God forgave me, but man, you're going to stalk me about it, aren't you? <laughs> counseling session starts coming up seven. The, the, the seventh day, the counseling session comes up. Hey, hey, uh, so how'd you do this week? You, you all right? Oh man, I failed twice. Great. So, so what brought you to that point? What, what parameters do we need to put in place so that this doesn't happen again? You, you start getting healed when you let people walk with you in your struggle and not just keep taking it to a prayer closet by yourself. I feel this. Okay. So confess vertically and confess Horizontally, all right? Point number two, please write this down. Now is the time to commit. Now is the time to confess, and now is also the time to commit. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter number 23, verse number 12. Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. And I, I wanna, I'm going to slow bake this. Because we are living in a culture right now where there's a lot of stuff to listen to. But much of it is not anything remotely close to knowledge. It's just foolishness. You got people with millions of people following them, their podcasts and their Instagrams and their Twitters, and they're not saying anything that's edifying to you. 
Here, here's what I found out. The lack of leadership in the earth is so far and few in between that people have given up on someone leading them to the promised land as long as they can get them across the street. Like, I, I've given up being a man of integrity and character, but at least you're passionate about what you're saying. I guess I'll follow you. Think about who our role models are right now. Think about the top songs that are trending. Think, think about the people that, 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 that are binge-watching shows and what those people represent. That's all you need to know about how easy it is to get somebody to follow you anywhere. So it says commit yourself to instruction. And here's the next verse. It says, uh, this is Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. There's a commitment to instruction. That's horizontal. There's a commitment to the Lord. That's vertical. I committed my life to the Lord 25 years ago. January 14th, 1996. I committed my life to the Lord just over 25 years ago. But I've also committed myself to instruction for the last 25 years too. I've always had somebody older than me, wiser than me, that I gave permission to speak into my life. And any success that you think I've acquired or that you perceive me to have, it's not because I'm smart. But it is because I'm smart enough to get in a room with people that know more than I do. And they are not my peers. Your friends know as much as you. You need advisors in your life with some gray hair. As the Bible said in the Old Testament, the, the, the hoary-headed one, the ones with the gray hair got the wisdom. I will literally wake up at 4.30 in the morning to meet with a septuagenarian. It's a person in their 70s. Dictionary.com. I will wake up in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, to meet with a person in their 70s that wants to eat oatmeal at 5. Just for that person to tell me, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I'm like, saved again. So glad I ran that by you. Yes, I've committed everything to the Lord, but I've also committed my life to instruction. Show me what I don't know. Point out my blind spot. Help me see an area that I cannot see by myself. Hey, you're 20 years older than me. You've been pastoring longer than me. Tell me what I don't know. I know I don't know something I should know, but I'm not going to try to wait till I find out, so you tell me. What mistakes have you made that I can avoid, please, sir? I've committed my life to the Lord, but I've committed my life to instruction as well. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Multitude. That's more than two. Two is a couple. It didn't say in a couple of... Counselors, three to five, it didn't say in a few counselors, in a multitude. I remember when I was getting ready to trans, uh, transition from the Potter's house, 
Juliet and I, we laid that thing out before about 10 people. And we got echoes all the way around from like 10 different people that weren't talking to each other. We didn't get them on the same room. We got off the phone with them. We were like, wow, they, man, they, they feel like we're on the right uh, track, so we need to make, make the next step. And, and then we talked to the next person, laid out the whole thing again. And let me tell you something. When you, when you commit yourself to uh, advisors and a multitude of counselors, be prepared to repeat yourself yeah. <laughs> a lot. Hang on the phone with that person, call the next person. So what had happened was, the reason why I remember such uh, so many details and dates about the events of my life is because I've had to retell them to all the people <laughs> that I've submitted to counsel uh, before I take the next step. So people are like, you got a great memory. No, I've just said it so many times. I know the whole thing by heart. But we called people in California. We called people in Delaware. We called people down the street. We called people that were older than us and, and, and our same age. We just wanted to see it from every single angle. And after God has spoken to us, we still submitted it to others. Because if God told us, he'll also tell them. I, I can't tell you how many people uh, have left this church and many other churches off of one statement. God said. Did he? He said. I, I, I know he said stuff, but he told you that? And you just go, bow. God card. He said, I listened. I'm out. I have nothing to say to that person. I'm not going to argue with somebody that says they heard from God. Here's what I learned to say. I think God is saying this. And then they start going, I think God's telling you that too. I'm like, cool, let me get 15 more confirmations. And then I'll really know it's God. No, no, if it's really God, it should be able to stand up to people that you know hear from God. The only people that throw out the God card are people that don't want their mind changed. God told me to leave my marriage. Yep, he sure did say it. God said it. He just told me. I, I'm a, listen, two weeks from now, I'm going to jump all down your marriage. I am going river dance. <laughs> Maybe I should learn how to river dance first, but I cannot wait. But I've just seen so many people throw out the God card to justify sin to justify disobedience, to justify impatience. It's not even that God didn't say that, that you couldn't do it. He just said, not now. And here you go, nope. God said it. So commit yourself to the Lord and commit yourself to instruction. Oh, I'm trying to leave this alone. I'm trying to leave it alone. Okay, let me go slow. Uh, I'm going off memory, so, so this is not going to pop up on the screen. But um, uh, after Solomon's death, uh, his son Rehoboam takes over, okay? Uh, Rehoboam uh, gets the advice and counsel from Solomon's counsel. Now, now, Solomon is, outside of Jesus, the wisest man, Scripture says, that ever lived on the earth, right? But he had counselors, doing a robot now. So maybe all of that wisdom didn't just come from Solomon's head. Some of them, some of that wisdom probably came from him talking to his advisors, his elders. Yeah. So Rehoboam listens to those guys and he listens. He's like, okay. Then he goes to talk to his friends. 
his homies, the people that know him best. You know, that old guy, he don't know nothing. He's from a different generation. You know, they see things differently. I need to talk to people that get me. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> he went and talked to that person. And here's what his friends came back and said. You know what you should tell them people? This is his homies. You go tell them people that your pinky is thicker than your father's waist. First of all, what kind of clapback is that? I don't even, I don't even have context to what the, how. And you're going to be harsher to them than the previous, than, than the previous uh, authority figure was, the previous king. He listens to his homie's advice. And the whole kingdom goes to ruin. I just know the elders were in the corner like, his daddy listened, but they didn't. It, 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 it hurts me to see people that will not give uh, others permission to speak into their life, make dumb decisions, and all I can do is wince like, oh, that must have hurt. But you didn't ask, so I didn't tell. Juliet had to help me with this because I, I, I'm a helper to my core. And, 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 and if you don't know this about my wife, you'll learn it the more uh, you hear her. The girl just has a gift of wisdom. Like, it's a gift. I, I, I firmly believe that if Juliet wrote, like, maybe 13 verses, God would instantly canonize it as Proverbs 30, <laughs> 32. Like, hey, I thought we were done, but she wrote it. I let, I'm letting it in. But she said, she, she, uh, so I was trying to help a person who was drowning. And, and the visual image that, that I had in my mind, because and, and, she put it there, she goes, Timmy, Timmy, I, I, I got to tell you something, honey. You're such a helper. You're so, you're so nice to people. Nicer than I would be. <laughs> she was like, because I don't have time for the foolishness, and God has just graced you for foolishness, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> she said, but, but um, I'm tired of seeing you run to the end of the pier and try to convince somebody that they're drowning. She said, I know this is going to be tough for you because of the way you're wired, but I'd rather see you run to the pier and stand there until they realize they're drowning. I was like, that might be the sexiest thing you've said since 2 o'clock. It changed the way that I help people. I don't run after people no more that don't, that don't ask for help. I don't just jump into the affairs of people because the only person that's frustrated at the end of that is me. Because you don't want to change. Because you don't want advice, so I'm not going to give it out for free no more. I'm going to stick with my counselors. You can stick with yourself and do you until you have done you and want to repent and come back. So now is the right time to commit. Last one. Please write this down. Point number three, now is the right time to commence. That's right. They all start with C. I made it happen. Two syllables. Confess. Commit. And commence. It's one delicious verse. Y'all want to buy me some? Buy me Proverbs 9, 6. <laughs> one verse. And we out.
Leave your simple ways behind. <laughs> Listen, that verse blessed me so much. Because I heard so much more in that one line with those five words. Leave your simple ways behind. Leave your simple, petty, childish, <laughs> unscrupulous, ridiculous, oh implausible, unjustifiable, familiar spirit. Leave those simple ways behind and begin to live. Can I just... You haven't lived until you've left those simple ways behind. Some of us have merely existed through life because we wanted it our way. We wanted to do it when we wanted to do it, how we wanted to do it, where we wanted to do it, with whom we wanted to do it with. And you have not been living. You've been existing. You haven't experienced joy yet until you experience what it's like to not have to be in control of every decision. You haven't experienced love yet until he's led you into the love that he's wanted you to have. You have not experienced life the way it was intended to be lived until you leave your simple ways behind. When should you do that? Whether you're 14 or 40, 20 or 60, you can still leave something simple behind you. Put the verse back up, please. It says, leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. I love this semicolon there because it's still not done. There's a comma and a semicolon. Like, slow down right there. Learn to use good judgment. (laughs) We were never supposed to learn uh, by experience. It's one of the biggest lies that we've ever been told as humans. We learn by experience. We were supposed to learn by faith. Stove is hot. Take my word for it. You weren't supposed to learn that yourself. You, you were supposed to learn that by faith. Well, Dad said it's hot. Must be hot. Learn to use good judgment. When you're using good judgment, that's when you start becoming obedient to the things you know are right, even though it's not something that you would rather do. Listen, after 25 years, there's so much of my flesh that's been crucified on the cross with Jesus that it don't even yell no more. Pops up in my head, and I'd be like, you, you already know we can't do that. I mean, sounds fun. But I'm not a kid no more. I left the simple things behind me. I'm 45 years old. I'm a grown man. Listen, I just don't have time for some stuff. Not that it was even a sin. It, it was just too simple. I had to leave it behind. 
I'm an avid gamer. Oh, my goodness. I had my games, and, and, and like, listen, I had a custom controller, custom headset, TV dedicated to me. Whole setup dedicated to me. I could spend seven hours gaming and feel the presence of God. <laughs> it rubbed my wife the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I did not see that cosign coming. <laughs> Out of everything I've taught, that's when you want to holler back? <laughs> so. <laughs> so December of 2018, while I was playing the game, he said, I hope this has been fun. Time's up. I heard him so clearly. He just said, time's up. So I finished my game. Go left, go left, go left. <laughs> he's behind you, he's behind you. When it was done, I disassembled the gaming unit, put it in the custom travel carrier case that I had for my game. I was about that life. And I brought it to church. I don't know why I brought it to church, I just brought it to church. And it was the first time guests that came. And we were talking, and they were like, yeah, I like games, and da 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 This guy's easily 20 years younger than me. And I'm like, what do you have, a, a, a PS4 or, or, or Xbox? He said, no, I have an Xbox, but I gave my PS4 away. But man, I would love to have a PS4 again. I was like, come on, Lord, you just really? <laughs> you going to make it that easy, for real? Picked it up and handed it to him. And it was over. And I started living life. You'd be amazing what you get back in seven hours. He just said, put the simple stuff away. It wasn't that it was a sin. He's just like, I want something more for you. And in order for me to give you more, you got to clear some stuff out. So today, right now, is the day of your salvation. But right now is a good day to confess. Right now is a good day to commit. Right now is a perfect time to commence to living the life that God has called you to live the way he's called you to live it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And what is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? Whether you were in this room or watching us online, what I know is that God is speaking to you, not about somebody else, but about you. What is he saying to you? And what will you allow him to do through you by obeying what he said today? Um, 
You may be in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus before. Now's the time. Not next week. Now. You may have been in church all your life, but you've never given your life to Jesus. Now's the time. You may have been around church culture because your parents bring you. Or Sunday is a thing that you've done and, and you've committed a life to church culture, but not to the king of the church. Now's the time. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there may be someone in here that this is your now moment. This is the moment where you give your life to Jesus. So the question I want to ask very simply is, would you be against giving your life to Jesus today? Would you be opposed to giving him your life now? And if the answer is no, then my follow-up question is, what stands in the way from you taking that step today? Is it confession? Is it an inability to commit? Is there a hesitation you have to commit? I'm telling you, if you make that decision today, you have no idea what you may be avoiding tomorrow. So if your answer is no, you're not opposed, and you can't find anything that's an obstacle that's in your way, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand. It's that simple. I see that hand. Raise it up high. You should be proud to lift it up. Thank you. Thank you. I'm giving my life to Jesus today. If you're watching us online, and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, I just want you to type the word citizen, because that's what you've become if you've given your life to Jesus, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, just type it in the chat. I'm a citizen today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every single person that just gave their life to Jesus. And I thank you for every single person that has committed to the now of their salvation, their confession, their commitment, and their commencement. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.